fuck yourself, you bald-headed son of a bitch! And in my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. A rare Tuesday edition of the Dynasty Warzone. A lot going on with the draft going on this week. And this is our final 2023 Dynasty Rookie Thoughts. And no Jerry tonight, but I do have a great guest. My guest is Casey Myers. You can find him on Twitter at IamCMyers. He is one of the co-hosts of the FF Dynasty and a, uh, a returning guest, Casey. Man, how you been? Good man. You can you can call me Jerry if that's easier. Um, well, I'll you have better hair than Jerry, but you're not wearing <laughs> a uh, a backwards Detroit uh, Detroit Lions. I just found out you and Jerry are about the same age. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we're 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 not uh, we're not both Michigan guys though. So you, um, you're a South Carolina guy. You're right there by yeah. uh, Clemson territory. Originally, a more of a Philly guy, but. Uh, 2006 on i've been a been a charleston south carolina native so brother i think i think you're winning i i I, I, tr <laughs> I i i truly think that that you are winning but we have a lot of new viewers and a lot of new youtube subscribers sure. because of our you know past couple of streams with the player profiler network so for those that may not have ever heard of you guys or the ff dynasty by the way if you are watching on youtube you notice the really sweet pink lights Mm -hmm. I did that in honor of the FF Dynasty. I will say, even if you're not going to subscribe, which you should, but even if you're not going to, you got to go check out their logo. It is one of the best. <laughs> no, I'm not saying to put you over. I've said this for years, even before I started doing content. You guys have one of the best logos in the business. What's going on with the FF Dynasty? You talked about you recently hit a milestone on YouTube yourself. Yeah, we're we're uh, you can find us on YouTube, the FF Dynasty. You can I don't I don't have do much on my personal Twitter. We don't really do a ton on our regular Twitter either, but at the FF Dynasty is where you can find basically anything that we we do. We will usually post it over there. The, the YouTube channel is uh is 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 uh doing well and and moving forward. We're hoping to to crack around 5,000 subscriptions uh before the start of the season. So come on over and, and check it out. And, and uh, you know, we usually try to do three ish videos a, a, a week. So, uh, and then we obviously have a Patreon at the FF dynasty. Uh, so really any platform of your choice for uh, the podcast as well. So you can, you can catch us kind of anywhere, Spotify, Apple, you know, all those good places. The, the usual, the usual car yeah. wash of content uh, hosting sites. So, you know, you're going to find stuff like this here on the Dynasty Warzone channel. The show that we do on Sundays will be our normal Wednesday podcast. So Sunday night live on the Player Profiler Network, YouTube. It'll eventually be on their, their podcast channel as well. It'll simulcast on both. But this is the importance of subscribing to not only the Player Profiler YouTube channel, but our YouTube channel, because if you just subscribed to Player Profiler, you wouldn't have gotten this conversation with Casey. Maybe you caught yeah, it on the back end via yeah. a podcast, but you, you wouldn't get everywhere. So subscribe to our YouTube channel, the FF Dynasty, and Player Profiler, and you'll never miss good quality content. But, you know, we may still do good people, bad tweets, Casey, <laughs> but, but, but we'll, we'll see how long. But, you know, you and I were joking. We recorded the uh, Before I Hit the Record Button podcast 
for the patrons over at our patron, patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. And we were talking about, you know, we have talked about as much about, you know, Clinton Johnston and Jameer Gibbs and, and, and Anthony Richardson as we possibly can. We've been doing yeah. this since January, February. We're going to get some new for data sure. points to, to, to re you know, reevaluate where we're going to take them in dynasty. But uh, we had some veteran news today. The the Jets and the Packers, you know, they 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 finally got that deal done. And I, I don't know that I blame the Packers, but I, it could be. The goddamn Jets. <laughs> it could be the goddamn Jets, but they finally got the deal done. I had the, the, the trade pulled up. They're flopping first. So they're moving 13 for 15. Mm-hmm. The Packers are also getting a second. I think it's 47 overall. And then, you know, in a potential first next year. So I think the Jets did really, really well with this deal. Just from an NFL level for a second case, yeah. what, what did you think about the deal? I think the Jets, excuse me, I think the Packers clearly made out strong in this. And yeah. to, to, to get potentially two, not, not really two firsts because you're swapping a first, but to get a, a decent first, like 40-something's good. Yeah, and, for sure. and a future first potentially is really good. What'd you make of the trade overall? I thought first that I don't know which side I'm going to assume that it's the that it's the Jets put in the the stipulation of of a snap percentage or whatever for to, for the stipulation of Rodgers to you know get the 24 first. I think it was 65. percent Yeah, I think that's the number if I remember correctly. Yeah, but I mean, I I, th- I found the whole thing a little weird because I, I felt like the the Packers didn't have a ton of leverage here to get the, to to make the deal like force the deal to happen to say, hey, we'll we'll just keep him, and it's like, well, if you keep him, you might just get nothing. Um, so I think the fact that that they got what they got was what was a really good move, and I think the Jets were also kind of the the only leverage they have is that the Jets kind of were backed into a little bit of a corner of saying, hey, we we do need a starting quarterback. Um, and, and we're loading up for Aaron Rodgers. So I, you know, I, I think it's a, it, it's a, it's a good deal for, for the Packers to, to kind of rebuild and, and move to their next phase and, and help them do that. I don't know if Jordan Love is going to be the answer or, or not. Um, but you know, I, I certainly am very interested to see, you know, which Aaron Rodgers shows up if Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder and something to prove like a mad Aaron Rodgers, who's, who wants to, Stick it to somebody is probably about as good as it can get for your team. Um, you know, last year with with him showing up and and not really taking those those rookies under his wing and you know kind of walking through the steps early on. I think he felt he like he was kind of sticking it to the Packers there a little bit. If, now, if he can get in there with the Jets and and show up a little early and and do put in a little extra work, I think it's going to be a great move for the Jets. Um, I, I really like where Salah was going. I like where the defense is heading. I think you invest a little bit more in the offensive line here in this draft. Um, and you and you and you try to hit the ground running. It's set up. Hackett's there. Rogers is comfortable with Hackett. Um, I know we can joke around a lot about Hackett not being, you know, successful in his first run at a head coach, but you know, he's somebody who who Rogers uh, you know, reveres um and, and has spoken up for. So I think it's a really good situation he's going into. He brought Lazard over there. Garrett Wilson uh, is obviously a, a good emerging player. Um, so, Corey Davis, McCole Hardman. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's a right. It's a mixed bag. It's a yeah. mixed bag of parts. But I think but, Corey Davis is a good is is a good player. I don't. He's nothing. He's nothing that, that we thought he would be. But I mean, when he's healthy, he's he's out there 
he's he's able to help your team move the ball down the field and and score touchdowns. Uh, and he's also a veteran, and Rodgers is probably going to like that. McCole Hardman gives you another dimension. Um, you, you're maybe you know short of a, a tight end, but Conklin's not the worst. Um, and I believe they have Uzama. It that? is CJ Uzama. Yeah, um, maybe so, they draft one. I mean, it's a good it's a good tight end class. I don't think a, a rookie's going to do much. Right. I mean, right. I, I think you hit a lot of the keys, a lot of the yeah. big stuff. I, I love the fact that he already knows the offense. And, and there's not a Devonte Adams on this roster, but I think the sum of oh look at that a, a throaty crack is that from Revelry Brewing Company? Oh, uh, we're we're drinking a Yingling tonight. We're not at the mm-hmm. studio, so oh, uh, we're not at the studio. My, so you... my my uh, the guy who uh, I usually do this with is is ill, so I did it from the house as to uh, not catch a little stomach bug. So uh, we don't want you getting here. sick on uh, on our account, but mm-hmm. no, I think you hit. The, I mean, the the sum of the parts is really good. I think Garrett Wilson's going to be a steal. I mean, just he's going to crush this year. What do you make uh, of everybody saying to 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 move off of Garrett Wilson? I I, I think people I think people are crazy. I, I think that Garrett Wilson. Why do, we do why do why do the why do people do this in Dynasty? They can't always, help that they can't help themselves. Always. They can't. They they have to. So I tweeted this today. We're gonna we may do good people bad tweets. I don't know. We may not even talk about rookies. I don't even care. <laughs> I, I'm literally doing this. Is the last podcast I'm yep. doing until sometime this weekend. When, when we do thing. a draft. So so we're just two guys hanging out, shooting the shit, talking. Because I tweeted this the, uh, earlier because I've been – we'll talk about Jordan Love as it relates to this deal here in just a sure. second. But but I said when you, when you start thinking of Dynasty and you start acting on what you know and you stop acting on what you think, the more successful you'll be. No one cares that you think Trey Lance is a good prospect. No one cares that that you think Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson may not know. What do I know? I know Aaron. I, I know Aaron Rodgers has probably got a, a point to prove, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to want to look bad on the way out of his career. This is arguably no offense to Jordy Nelson and a young Devonte Adams, but this could be the best collection of parts he's had in a long, long time. A really good offensive line. You were just talking about thirteen overall. You know, they'll be getting who's the big dancing bear. Uh, uh, Makai Beckton. They're going to get him back from injury. Yeah, he looks they, good too. They they said he's been trimming weight and and who, looks, who was the other guy? They got um, Elijah, Elijah Vera, Vera Tucker. Tucker. They got Elijah mm-hmm. Vera Tucker. They just re-signed Connor McGovern. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they use that thirteen on a like a a, a Skaronsky, mm-hmm. who they could maybe start off at guard early in his career, kick him out to tackle. They they say he can play center, so you're going to put a really good offensive line in front of him. You're bringing back at some point Brees Hall. Michael Carter is still a decent running back. You mentioned sure. Cog, you mentioned Conklin and Uzoma, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Alan Lazard, who he knows, McCole Hardman with speed. This is going to be a fun offense. And if you tell me right now that you have a pissed off, motivated, chip on his shoulder Aaron Rodgers and an offense he knows, oh, in a division where he's going to have to score points because Miami has proven they can score points. Buffalo has proven they can score points. Now the Jets have a QB they can score points with as well. I think Correct. for Aaron Rodgers, like if you're a contender in Dynasty and you're looking for a guy to maybe, you know, get one or two good years like that last couple of years with Brady in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. this might be that type of deal. Yeah, because I mean, I I might have we might have traded you Tom Brady um in the UDPL league. That do you have Tom Brady in that league? I do. I'm hanging. I'm hanging on to touchdown Tommy everywhere because I believe, you know, uh, what someone said to us should walk up and slap 
Tom Brady in the mouth like, you know, Will Smith did Chris <laughs> Rock and say, keep my motherfucking job out your motherfucking mm -hmm. mouth. Because, you know, every chance Tom Brady gets, he's talking about Miami. And remember, that's there's a reason why Miami doesn't have a first-round pick. Right. It's because Stephen Ross wants Tom Brady yeah. on that team. So I, 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 I love it for Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, if I can squeeze two years out of Aaron Rodgers, I'm in. Right, and to, that was to my point was that I think we traded you, Tom Brady. I don't know if he helped you win the championship this year, but he wasn't going to do anything for us, so we were willing to part with him. And I think the same could be said for Aaron Rodgers, somebody who is is like, finally, maybe I can get a little bit of something for Aaron Rodgers. I think there's a, a nice opportunity to swoop in here. And yeah, you might have paid more than you paid at the end of last season, uh, but now you're assured a little bit more of potential, you know, Aaron Rodgers could certainly say, hey, I'm done after a year. Um, but I would assume that if everything goes well, he'll probably double down um, and, and come back again. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm I, In the pre-trade uh, Patreon drafts that we've been doing, Rodgers has been, you know, you know, that, that after the 10th round quarterback, a lot of the times in, in, in the drafts that we've been doing with our patrons, I'm not sure what his ADP is on like DLF or anything like that, but certainly has been, you know, there's certainly drafts where, you know, the quarterback runs go a little earlier and then he gets sucked up a little bit because the, you know, the scarcity of the position. But um, I think, I think there's a, a whole lot of, uh, you know, winning uh, football left in Aaron Rodgers is uh, backpack if like you said and, and i alluded to it you alluded to it the best aaron Rodgers that you're gonna could possibly want is is with him with some something to prove to somebody or a chip on his shoulder so I, I i i agree i would i know some people will probably say and sell at all costs but i think going back to what you said of, of stick to what you know what you know is aaron Rodgers can be a really good quarterback and i think i think he had he had had enough in in green bay and and if you can get a fired up uh, a Rogers here. I think, I think you could get a nice, a nice deal and a nice two year window of, of really strong quarterback play from him. And before we go to the guy that we assume will be replacing him in green Bay, I just want to tell you, I think Zach Wilson is, is a cheap stash and here's why Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. And this is, you know, everybody's like, well, he wasn't a mentor to Jordan love. Well, that was a different situation. You know, you're sitting there on your couch and all of a sudden you see your team trade up and draft your potential replacement. Mm -hmm. That's going to chap a lot of people's asses. Sure. This is different. Who was Zach Wilson comp to when we were doing this rookie process two years ago? One of the comps was Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers knows he has two years left. I think two years would be great if you're the, if you're the yeah. Jets. So, yeah, you know, you'll have to make a decision next year on whether or not to pick up that fifth-year option on Zach Wilson, but he can literally sit with Aaron Rodgers for two years, arguably one of the smartest quarterbacks for two years. And if we're in rookie drafts and we're like in that past, like that 306 range, and I don't see anyone I like, and maybe it's a one QB league. I don't know. I do it in one, but like in like a two QB league, I might throw you 308 for Zach Wilson, and I'll just throw him on the back of my roster. And you know what? Maybe in two years that bond matures because the Jets are probably going to be pretty good with Aaron Rodgers. Would you agree? I would. I would assume so. I mean, so if they do well, they're going to have a worse pick. If they have a worse pick going into twenty twenty five, there's probably not going to be room for a quarterback. So who are you going to turn to for at least one year? 
Zach Wilson. So you got to have some patience. If Rodgers gets hurt, he may be forced into duty. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that will be basically free in about a month. Yeah, I mean he's probably free right now. So so why not throw like a like the three like the three ten out there for Zach Wilson? Someone probably thinks you're a dumbass and will be happy. And I'll because because you in the league you and I are referring to. We talked about before we hit the record button. We talked about FFPC, the short rosters, things mm-hmm. of that. But the league that we're in with you know other podcasters like Tyler Gunther and Rich from the Nerds, et cetera, Garrett. You know, it's like 25 player rosters, five man. I think it's actually a 10 man taxi. Yeah, it's a big taxi. So if you have a big taxi and I can cycle that taxi out year to year and I can, you know, just throw Zach Wilson on the back end of a super flex roster. I'm telling you, I've carried Jacoby Brissett for the last couple of years. I've used him four or five games a year. Sam Arnold, you're going to be able to use him four or five games this year. You just Mm -hmm. wait and see. And, and that's kind of where I feel about Zach Wilson. I'll let you throw any feelings you may have on on Zach Wilson out there. And uh, how do you feel about Jordan Love when you're done with Mr. Wilson? Um, as far as Zach Wilson goes, I, I don't necessarily disagree. I think I, I you know I didn't really want anything to do with him going into him into where the value was in a rookie draft or over the last season or two here. But you know this is kind of what dynasty is all about. And I think that's, that's the perfect way you should be playing this game is, is yeah, maybe you did that with drew lock and it didn't work out so far, but you know, maybe, maybe you try it again with Zach Wilson, like, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be just for a straight up pick. Like he could just be in, in a trade that you're trying to, you know, get something done and just, you just keep throwing Zach Wilson in as kind of a kicker. And and maybe you don't just try to acquire him for just a straight up pick, which again, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Uh, but you know that might be more of the approach that I would take. Would be I might target somebody else and and then try to get Zach Wilson thrown in uh, for for you know relatively nothing in a trade because somebody's it just makes it kind of happen. Uh, so you know I don't I don't mind that. But that's again that's the way I like to play dynasty too. When when the value's down and and there there could be some talent there, sure I'll I'll pick them up. And like you said, basically just somebody's gonna think you're an idiot so uh, that's fine uh, I'll, I'll be that idiot for a minute especially in ffpc you know no of course you don't want to put uh zach wilson on your team you're just you're wasting a roster spot here for a minute they're shorter benches it's 20 it's a 20 man roster in general there is no taxi you cut down to 16 whether you're playing triflex or, or not um you know you probably don't want you, you could rosters you probably pick zach wilson up in season and throw him on your team for a little while and see what happens but you probably don't want to trade for him in FFPC, but in anything with deeper shore, as far as Jordan love goes, I've, I've, I've been kind of targeting him and, and all the super flex mocks that we've been doing with, uh, our patrons. And it seems like they seem like they're all kind of out on him. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I don't mind drafting him he's been kind of that anywhere from, you know, late seven to eight to 11, 11th round quarterback. And, you know, I don't, I don't have anything, you know, as far as on the field stuff to say, Hey, I, you know, I think this guy's going to be great because of X, Y, and Z. I'm just going with, Hey, they invested a first round pick in him. They ran Rogers out of town. I feel like you're going to get two years here out of Jordan love to see what you got. And I mean, if the value's right, I'll, I have no problem buying Jordan love. It's not, I don't have anything against Jordan love. I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't buy any Jordan love when he was a rookie and I didn't buy any Jordan love last year but this year I, I have no problem buying jordan love in the same vein of kind of how you were talking about 
uh, Zach Wilson. Now he's going to get the opportunity to start and a starting quarterback is, is worth something in Superflex. Um, and you know, you got Romeo and Christian. And like I was saying with Rodgers, he didn't really take the time to come in and, and work with those guys and develop a rapport. He, I think he was kind of just sticking it to the Packers. Like, Hey, this is, I told you all, I didn't want rookies to work with. So he didn't really work with them. If love comes in and, and gets to work with those guys, shit, maybe that's despite Rogers, they draft a high wide receiver again, or a high tight end again this year. Um, and they have an, a fun little offense. And, you know, I like both of those guys already. Um, and, you know, I've, so I'm, I'm certainly not saying by any means I'm out on love. I'm at the cost of love right now. I'm, I'm really, and I'll be interested to see after the draft and we start doing our mocks again, and we're, we're kind of in the process of making our own ADP. Um, but you know, I'd be interested to see how much Zach will, or, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson, how much Jordan love increases here. I would assume that it'll at least be a round or two now that that is, that deal is, is finalized. Uh, what are what are your thoughts? Is there, you know, I, six, I, seven I, round Jordan love too rich for your blood in, in like a startup. Probably so yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, w- w- when I throw it back to you, I'll pull up our latest, um, Patreon startup. We're doing a tight end okay. premium super flex IDP, but the quarterbacks went within a range. I, I mean, here's the thing. I did this last night on the player profiler feed on, on their YouTube. And I was mm-hmm. like, tell me, tell me the difference between Jordan love and Trey Lance. I'm not saying Jordan love is better than Trey Lance, but it's like, at least I know where Jordan Love's starting in, right. in, in, in 2023. And if you pull up their player profiler cards, you know, Trey Lance ran a four, six, nine 40, Love ran a four seven four, so they're like you know athletic wise, they're pretty similar six three to six four, two twenty four to two twenty six. Uh, Jordan Love has these monster ass hands on him, and he was a first mm-hmm. round pick. Right, and, and and if you're Green Bay, aren't you motivated to do everything under the sun to make this kid successful? Mm-hmm. Because you just you just traded Aaron Rodgers, you need this to be successful. And everything 100%. that I've heard has been good around him, like the the, the maturity, the improvement. And, and he's playing for his next contract. I don't think they picked up his fifth-year option. He's yeah, almost in like a weird quasi-Daniel Jones type situation. You know, if he has a really good year, and, and what's really good, like 3,700 yards passing, maybe 25 touchdowns, maybe he runs for 500 yards. Yeah. And this is a good offense. This is that McVay by way of Shanahan Mm-hmm. Um, I forget LaFleur. the head coach's name, LaFleur. Thank you. The two LaFleur brothers, you know, th- this is all in, the, in, in that vein. And, you know, we've seen guys really leverage this. I like Christian Watson. I think I would draft a tight end. I think I would be looking to add like a Dalton Kincaid. I think 13's too high. I think mm-hmm. they'll probably wind up maybe going like offensive lineman. I don't know. Bakhtiari's been hurt, but you still got Aaron Jones. You still got, I was starting to say Corey Dillon, but those of you that know, hey, who Corey, and if you don't know who Corey Dillon yeah. is, I, th- 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 you know, he, here's what I'll tell you about Corey Dillon. Google it. I Google that. Said you fucking blow. <laughs> you didn't type it in right. Do you know Google is case sensitive? <laughs> Google Corey Dillon and yeah. uh, enjoy him as both a Bengal and a Patriot. Yeah. But uh, sure. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, um, they're short on tight end, but you know, you mentioned Romeo. I think Romeo Dobbs is a sneaky buy. I think everybody's kind yeah. of focused on Watson, but mm-hmm. you know, what if, what if they wanted to get up to 13 in this jets deal, maybe hoping to get close to get like a Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. As yeah I, I, don't, I don't think that the, I don't, I think that's right in the range where he'll, where he'll go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
And that'd be a nice little coup there, like with with Watson, like that more deep threat guy. You give him that that all like I don't want to say Amon Ross St. Brown, but like that type of guy, that high yeah. volume target guy that you can just rely on in a pinch. Sure. And then maybe yeah. use one of those seconds because they have their second and now they have a jet second to maybe right. get a Dalton Kincaid or a, a Luke Musgrave. I love Musgrave. Yeah. So are those the kind of move? And, and if they make those moves, where are you at with him? I think he's like my QB, like 21, 22 in a startup. Right. I mean, and then I think that would then kind it's of upsetting. I think, right, right. And I think that would then settle in somewhere around the sixth, seventh, eighth round in a, in a startup. I mean, you know, that's what kind of where Daniel Jones was going last year, uh, you know, and, and that kind of turned around with athletically. Um, and again, that guy, he's, he's been in the building with them. They know what they have. They've seen him develop. I think you kind of alluded to that a little bit. Um, so no, I, I, I agree for the most part. I'm, I'm fairly in on Jordan love. Cause you're, I think you're getting two years of, of at least, uh, they're, they're going to do every, like you said, do everything they can to, uh, make that work. All right. We'll wrap this up with, with this last thing with, with Jordan Love, and I, there's this unhealthy like fatuation with Trey Lance, and I don't get it. I'll be the first to admit that I don't get it, and that's like the first step is admitting that you don't get that what you don't get. But what do you think you could get? And I don't maybe this news, not that we didn't know it was it coming, which is weird. But what do you think you could get for Trey Lance on top of Jordan? I mean, what what, what could you get for Jordan Love on top of just Trey Lance? Because I think th- th- there's got to be a plus coming back. I was. You know, talk about last night, you know, um, Fantasy Pros has Lance as their QB 14 in a startup. Mike Clay from ESPN has Lance as their QB 17. And Fantrax has him as high as their QB 11. It's like, guys, update yeah. your shit. But but what's the plus? Because most of these services have love in that 20 to 23 range. Can I get like a second? Can I give you love in a second and get Lance in a first, even a 24 first? Because I'm in. I'm all the way in. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many people would be. I'm sure there's still some contingent of people that would want to first associate anything to do with Lance's. Uh, but I, you know, I'm not sure if you'll quite get there. I think the best thing for Lance would be a, 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 a start over, you know, get, get somewhere new, not have somebody looking over your shoulder. I think that would do something. It's a tough position to be in that he's in. Um, you know, I think, I think it would also do something for his value if if Tennessee or Texans. I think that would I think that would help boost that value back up. So you know maybe you kind of wait around for that to happen. But you know, so you're saying Jordan Love in a two to try to get. No, I, I want Jordan Love in a first for Lance in a two because oh, Lance okay. is the perceived. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got the, you. The, 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 so I'll, I'll glad even if I got to give you like two o. Eight or something. If I give you 208 and, and Trey Lance, you give me Jordan Love and you're 24 first, and I'm in. Uh, I'm, I'm all the I way gotcha. in. Okay. I'm all the way in at that at that valuation. Because I'm getting a starter. You're not. Sure. And if you don't get right. a starter and Trey Lance doesn't play, that makes that first and 24 I'm getting from you potentially even more valuable. Right, right. Yeah. No, I mean I I I I can't I can't sit here and and battle back. I, I was a pretty big Trey Lance supporter there for uh the the first year um and then you know didn't wane to wax and wane too hard on this last one but it's just like man now now I think you need a new a new setting a new scenario I I liked it was basically I think what you liked about him is the mobility that that was possible and the system is what you what you were really you know the, the fact that they invested that much capital in him 
um, and that what could be, and you know, you again alluded to uh, stop doing what what was what'd you phrase it? Stop doing what you think and and do what you know. Is, yeah. is that? I know and he's going to be a starter, and I know right. as of today, unless Brock Purdy's out for an extended period of time and they don't trade him, but but everything about Trey Lance's gives me pause, right? Just here, I mean, Rand me too. Carthen, at this point, I'm with you. I wasn't there to start with, right? But but Rand Carthen, who's in Tennessee, right? Mm -hmm. They want to move on from Ryan Tannehill. He was in the building when they drafted Lance. D'Amico sure. Ryan's was the defensive coordinator on the staff when they drafted Lance. It is clearly known that he's available. Both these teams have draft capital, and neither one of these teams has th that we know of has made any moves on the guy. And these are the two guys who know him. So if he was all that, and I hate to use the dated terminology, but all that in a bag of chips, <laughs> wouldn't those be the two guys fighting over themselves to get him? Yeah, and I, I think I think in my mind those if those are the two of the two them and 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 Atlanta. Uh, would probably be the three places that I would see um, Lance trying to end up. I did read somewhere that it's like post June 1st or June 5th or something along those lines. If the, the Niners trade him after that, they save like 11 million or something along those lines. So there may be some conversation going on through back channels with those guys and, and they know the deal like, hey, if we're going to make this happen, we're going to make it happen, you know, post this date because it costs us a little less. So that that could be a, a little bit of that. But yeah, no, but, I, they, but, but we've done those trades before. Like last year, Tennessee cut. I think it was Austin Hooper or maybe Tennessee picked him up. He was like a post June one cut. There, you can go ahead and, and sign it that way. I don't know. I, I don't want to go down a Trey Lance rabbit hole. People hate me enough for talking, talking bad about, about no, Trey I, Lance. I, I've I've been, you know. I've been kicking it. It seems like there is at least still some love for Trey Lance out there. Like some people haven't backed off as much as I have. Um, I just, you know, like you said, I, you got to be real with the situation and the fact that that love is for sure going to be a starter. I think for at least two years for the green Bay Packers is, is says to me that I'm, I'm fine with making a move similar to what you're, you're kind of alluding to there. Like, the, the fact that anybody th I, I just can't see Lance starting for the 49ers at this point. Like I think Brock's their guy. I mean, Dude, Brock's getting a standing ovation at yeah. the giants baseball game this past weekend. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and the head coach said that when healthy, he's deserved, he's earned the right to be our starter. Right. And, How and, and you don't bring Sam Darnold in. You're not going to dress three quarterbacks every week. So who's right. not dressing. And they right. said, if, if Purdy's hurt, he can compete with Sam Darnold for the starting job. That's not what you want to hear. These yeah. are not, these are not the series of words <laughs> into a sentence that gives us, you know, excitement. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in full disclosure, I am a 49ers fan. Um, okay, who I, do you I, want to be your starter? It's got to be Brock. I mean, you, you, you saw what could happen. I mean, regardless of what you think of him, and that he has a doesn't have a fastball and that his his throws are you know wobbly and doesn't have the arm strength and yada 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 dude he came in as a seventh round pick when you thought the season was over and all he did was reel off win after win after win and operate the offense better than any of those guys had i mean i defended jimmy for a while not because i think jimmy's an awesome quarterback and i know people will say stats aren't a quarterback stat but like jimmy fucking wins kyle shanahan wins the 49ers win when they're starting quarterback plays and they won and put up they were there. I forget what the points per game average went up once Lance was starting, but it was it was uh, you know 
a good bit, and he he just operated the offense how they want to operate the offense. And That's what Shanahan the, wants. He exactly. wants an operator. He wants Kirk Cousins. He wants Mac Jones. He really yeah, wanted Mac, Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, whatever. The the allure of Lance was breaking down that fourth wall of saying, "Oh shit." Can we operate and give ourselves mobility where where we're so multiple now that it's just impossible to defend us? And all of a sudden, as soon as Purdy came in and Christian McCaffrey got settled in and Debo was healthy, like the the way that that offense operated and the 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 way that they were multiple was was crazy. I, I got some stats here because I was going to do a, a Trey Lance, Jamison Williams podcast, um, and that I heard. Somebody of uh, a, a San Francisco, uh, I, can't, I can't remember what his name is right now, but it was a San Francisco podcast. Brock Purdy on play action was his 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 uh, passing rating was one thirty point three. That's first uh, in rhythm one twenty five point two. That's first pre snap with shifter motion one eighteen point three. That's first outside the numbers throws one twelve point nine. That's first. I mean, you know, I, I just I don't know what what you want from and and is it is any of this necessarily Trey Lance's fault not really he got hurt he got hurt from the time he got there from the time he was the starter and the first game he played was a monsoon game like is it necessarily Trey Lance's fault no I don't I don't think so but as soon like you could when Trey Lance was in there that offense was not operating on the level that as soon as Brock Purdy came in there after a game was operating on. They just had a whole different foundational trust level it seemed like when Brock Purdy was in there running the show than how and Lance had been around that organization for a whole another year. Um you know. I, I said I said as a guy who's heavily leveraged with uh with George Kittle shares. I said if they don't bring B- Brock Purdy back as the starter, I'll fight Kyle Shanahan in the street. <laughs> Yo, I was completely out on fucking Kittle, and then all of a sudden with Purdy in there, it was like, oh my god, we're back in, baby, let's go, dude. He he won me at least two championships. Oh, Brock man. Purdy did because he was because he was feeding George Kittle again. George Kittle mm-hmm. all of a sudden became George Kittle again. They were scoring thirty points a game, like. It, and, and you know it's it's going to continue to be San Francisco. It's going to be San Francisco. It's going to be Philadelphia, and really that's it in the NFC. You right. don't have to be special. You know maybe the Rams can. I don't know. I mean they're getting Stafford back, but we know Arizona is going to be down. Seattle mm-hmm. will be interesting because you know mm-hmm. they're adding some some. You know they got Geno back. Second years of starters. Be interesting and draft for them for sure. It's going. I, I'm very curious to see what they do because I think. You know, we can go ahead and start transitioning a little bit to some of sure. the rookies, but you know, I think that's a great landing spot for Anthony Richardson. I think Gino's a pro. I think Gino knows what the the heavy is the head of he who wears the crown. He knows what it's like to be the the rookie drafted. He can be because Gino strikes me as a, as a pro's pro, like Alex mm-hmm. Smith. Maybe it's yeah. the last name. I don't know, but <laughs> he strikes me as a pro's pro where he would take a young Anthony Richardson under his wing the way Alex Smith did a Patrick Mahomes. They could spend a year again together. And then at the end of the year, you know, they they do that that passing of the torch because it's it's a very apples to apples comparison. Long-term veteran QB probably on the last year with his team, a really good guy will help mentor the team and then going into the second year, you know, cuz this team should be contending for at least a, a wild card spot like they did last year. And then that that baton is passed. at the end of the year. And I think that's going to drive Anthony Richardson's price down in our rookie drafts. What's that? That if he goes, the the fact that he goes to like a Seattle or even Detroit or even Minnesota, 
because all those guys are really on the last year of their deal. And those are all teams that could be interested in, 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 in the case of Seattle and Detroit, they've got extra draft capital to potentially, you know, make some moves. Yeah. And, and I, I like, you know, I hate Seattle because I, obviously I just said, I like the Niners and Pete Carroll drives me up a fucking wall with that. Right. Goddamn yeah, Anthony Richardson, but, DK Metcalf. Well, yeah. And, Walker, and they're not, they're not scared. They don't, I think some teams get caught up in what's going on in the league and how how the league's doing. Like the Seahawks are one of those teams that do not give a fuck what everybody else is doing. They're going to do it how they're doing it, and they 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 manage to win games that way. Like they don't they don't care if running the ball isn't cool anymore. They're fine with running the ball. Like they're they're just one of the. It's just like Tennessee. Tennessee does not give. That's why I think Trey Lance would be great there. Like Tennessee does not give a fuck what everybody else is doing. You guys are doing this. This is what we're doing. We're going to execute our game plan and play it like this Atlanta Falcons seeming obviously from that Tennessee uh, coaching tree. They seem to not, everybody's so mad at the Atlanta Falcons. It's like, all right, well you can be mad at them all you want for not using your fantasy guy, but like they were in a lot of those fucking games last year. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, if Anthony Richardson's price gets driven down at all, I'll, he would be the guy that I for sure would be trading up for in every single league to get, because that's, what are we doing? We're playing dynasty, man. Like that's, that's the, he's the ultimate advantage player. Uh, and that's what I want. You know, I, you know, I saw, I saw your quote on the, uh, on, on, on the, was it the Sonic truth or yeah, what? the Sonic truth. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want a Nissan Altima brother. I, yeah. I want a guy, you know, that's why I like Will Levis. Mm. I understand that his floor is, is Sam Darnold, but I also understand that his ceilings, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to spend the, the rookie 105. You have the 104 in the league mm-hmm. we're in together. Yeah. I mean, are you looking to spend the 104 on a guy whose ceiling is Kirk Cousins? No offense to, to Kirk no. Cousins. He's a great dynasty player. But if I wanted Kirk Cousins, I'd, 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 I'd trade you the 104 plus a lot for Kirk Cousins plus a lot. You know, I'd be happy to give you the 104 if I wanted, you know, 17 PPR or fantasy points a game. Yeah. If it's my QB two, I'm fine with it. Uh, I want obviously I want to have the best set of QBs I possibly can, if if possible. Um, but you know I'm I'm fine with kind of whichever quarterback falls there at 104. I mean I would potentially try to trade up a little bit for Anthony Richardson if possible, but I don't know who has what picks and and in that league it's sometimes hard to execute uh, a trade that garners any value in any direction. Um, but well, especially happens. when you're battling a bunch of sharps, because that's a pretty right. that's a pretty sharp group. Again, you know, you're talking about guys that have been doing dynasty, yeah. not forget that, not just dynasty content, like in the sake of Rich Dotson, he's been doing it at least 10 years. Yeah. Tyler's probably in the seven, eight range. Same with Garrett Price, Izzy Alcafast. I mean, this is a 10 year group. So a lot of those old school tricks aren't going to work. But, you know, we're, we're on the rookies. Who are a couple of your favorites? You know, maybe they're not the best at their respective position. But a guy that you maybe there's a couple of guys that, that you're just really all about and, and you want to get a lot of. Um, for for me, it's 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 a lot in the running back class this year. Um, you know, I know I know nobody nobody likes this class anymore, and certainly nobody likes the running backs. But I I, I do I like Kendra Miller a good bit, and I know he's he's been pretty popular recently. Seemingly, he's really kind of uh, risen up, and then Zach Evans to me has stayed at the top of my running back list. I mean, not, not above Gibbs or Charbonnet or, or Bijan by any means. Um, but right after those guys, you're talking, we were talking about the one eleven a little earlier. If he gets, gets, you know, Oh, good enough capital. Like, I think that's a nice one eleven uh, pick 
uh, for you, either either Miller. And we don't know with Miller because we haven't seen not, nothing at the pro day, nothing at the combine. There was an injury there. Uh, we're not 100% sure. But I, I, I like both of those players. I really like the running back class in general here. I think, you know, everybody's dynasty is down on the running backs. The dynasty community is down on the running backs. And, and semi-rightfully so. The league is semi-telling you that they're down on running backs. But I do think that we're uh, we have experienced a little bit of a period here where we just never got a, quite the changing of the guard. And maybe this class could help you pass some batons a little bit. And some of those 27 year old running backs who were supposed to be dead to everybody because there was a stat floated around for the last couple of years. These 27 year old running backs fall off a cliff. There's been one one RB one out of the 27 year old. And I, I think that that shift is kind of is going to I think some of those guys will probably ride off for another two or three years and be pretty good. But I think the hopefully this between this year and next year we can kind of revamp the the running back uh, room uh, per se for for dynasty running backs and and you know we just we didn't quite get it with David Montgomery and Miles Sanders and Ceh and you know uh, Acres got hurt and uh, Dobbins got hurt and you know it just it really never quite worked out where the next group of guys who are supposed to come in and, and bolster up the running back ranks never, never really quite panned out. And some of them still may. Um, but you know, when running backs hit for me in the run and in, in, in rookie drafts, it's going to be the cheapest time to acquire. Cause as soon as they hit, forget it. Like Kenneth Walker's really hard to acquire. Obviously Brees was always going to be hard to acquire. Bijan's already impossible to acquire. You know, when, it's going to be your cheapest way to build your running back room out. And sure, if you're not winning, you could make a case and that your team stinks to not draft running backs. But for me, I'm going to be primarily focused on the running backs outside of the, the top couple of wide receivers in this draft and, and some tight ends. I think there's a nice tight end group here. I haven't completely dug into them. I was going to wait kind of till after the draft to see which ones I really need to go dig in. I've dug in on the top three guys, but not, you know, you, you mentioned Musgraves. Um, I haven't really gotten into Musgraves or or uh Laporta or uh Kraft or you know really any of those guys quite yet well Laporta's uh, the guy that uh, I was listening to the uh first draft podcast with Field mm -hmm. Yates and Mel uh, Kuyper Jr first of all Mel Kuyper Jr I know you're old but goddamn man get your tech shit straight your your, <laughs> your, 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 your mic feed was fucking atrocious it has been two weeks in a row so ESPN you need to shore that shit up because if us amateur guys can have better sound quality than you, that's a problem. Yeah. That's one. But they said Sam Laporta is, is rising up draft boards because of his interesting skill set. So I took right. note of that. But but you mentioned Kendra Miller. And mm -hmm. the one thing that I've always believed is none of us know as much of all of us. The wisdom of crowd, the collective IQ. You are in a long list of guys that have been Kendra Miller fans. And you, and you watch a lot of college football, as does Jerry. I mentioned Bruce Matson of the DLF. He was a Kendra Miller guy. Garrett Price of the Dynasty Nerds. He does their Debbie, you know, mm -hmm. college film work. He's a big, he's a big Kendra Miller guy. You like Kendra Miller. See this, this right here is called an ink pen. If you're watching on YouTube, that's called an ink stick. That's, we're writing that down. All right, we're adding Casey to the list of, content creators that have liked Kendra Miller is like, as a matter of fact, we've been doing this since really since the Super Bowl where we've had guests on like Bruce, like Casey, like Garrett. And it's been pretty clear that Kendra is a, a pretty popular guy, but, but who are a couple of guys you're looking to avoid that you're like, mm, um, mm, for, I'm not for feeling me, you brother. 
off the rip of when you say that it's it's Jalen Hyatt. Um, and I know that's probably a trendy one. You're either all in or all out. Um, for me, just it's it's there there are some good uh metrics and analytical numbers that say that that there was some really good uh we had uh this guy football insights on. He's he's got a bunch of great graphs. I forget exactly what it was, but the the number of of basically separation and him being in any contested catch situation was basically zero when in man coverage. And that is a good, very good stat, but it's also the product of the environment and, and how they stack their receivers and, and the, the kind of system that they run. And, you know, all praise should go to uh, Josh Heupel. And I think, I think I, I made this mistake with Olave last year. Uh, I quickly pivoted and traded for some Olave in season um, but thought that, you know, maybe a better NFL receiver than actual fantasy receiver uh, can really help a team. The, the speed is undeniable with with Hyatt. I just don't know how much help he's going to be outside of that. And, I, you know, his, his ball in hand yak ability is if he's open and, and away from everybody, it's fine. But, it, you know, you don't really get a I don't have a good handle on what he can do there. It doesn't seem great. I just for me. A lot of the times he's going, you know, upper upper twos, and he may get really good draft capital, which make that would make that even go up a little higher. Maybe even sneak into some firsts for some people because maybe he sneaks into the first or second round in an actual draft. Um, but for me, I'm I'm kind of out on on Hyatt for the most part, and and A Chain as well, and not because I don't think A Chain is a good player, is because you know again a, a trendy guy to, to he's divisive, um, but. It's most. I just feel like you're relying so much on the coaching staff there to get that right and and use him in the right way. And I think there's a few out there that I think it would be great if they did. Uh, but there, I just don't trust that many staffs to use him enough to be fantasy relevant week after week. And I think the draft capital may be pretty good on him in the NFL draft. And I think he's going to end up, be, you know, maybe even going again, kind of like the Hyatt's end of the first in in rookie drafts top of the second in rookie drafts um i just you know at 180 pounds or 185 or whatever he is i think he's a good player i just i don't know that anybody's gonna i shouldn't say anybody i don't know that the right person is gonna get a i trust that the right person will get a hold of him to use him to be fantasy relevant week after week you know we you you mentioned that mock draft we did last wednesday on the sonic truth dynasty podcast on the player profiler youtube feed and, and podcast feed and he was one of the like the third round guys that went. He really fell pretty far, and he was taken by Theo Griminger, Theo being the the director of podcast over there at Play, Player Profiler. Mm -hmm. And I asked Theo, I was like, "Let me ask you a question." And you can say anything you want, but you cannot reference his speed. Why are you drafting Devon A Chain? And, and you know, he had some good answers. You know, he wasn't prepared for that question because we didn't plan it beforehand, and, and it kind of caught him off guard if you will. He was like, you know, he did well in the SEC against SEC competition. And, you know, I think I'm getting a value on him. I think it was like in the mid third round. So th those things are true. Sure. But he's five foot nine, five foot nine, a buck 88. The only place, and it would, it would bum me out because it would tell the truth that Javante Williams is probably not where I want him to be as a big Javante Williams guy is you want him to go to a place. Like I, I, I just thought of a second, give me one of the Sean's. Get him to Sean Payton to kind of be – he's not sure. Alvin Kamara, but can he use him like a Darren Sproles, right. no, Alvin agree. Kamara? 100% or, we talked Or Sean McVay, because they, they need receiving weapons beyond Cooper Cup, and I think he can maybe catch the ball a little bit. 
Yeah, we we talked about that on the last show that we did. I, I threw I threw the Chargers out there. If they're, if they're I think if you use them like an Eckler, I think he's he's very. I tr- Kellen Mond or uh, yeah, Kellen Mond, Kellen Moore, uh, moving over to to uh, L.A. and the the head coach. Maybe you can get a chain in the third round for them and and say, hey, we're gonna let we're gonna let Eckler walk because uh, he's unhappy, and we can we can use this guy in a fairly similar uh, you know fashion um i don't expect him to be on eckler's level right away but he, he is good between the tackles he is a good receiver like he did play against good competition like i think he's a good player it just has to be to the right and sean payton for sure would be one of those guys that would say okay yeah i'm i'm fine with the the outlier uh of of uh of a chain and the ability of the coaching staff to use him properly to potentially give me a fantasy starter week in week out because that's really what i'm looking for i was in the third round uh, sure i'm not upset about a chain at all i'll take him that's fine um are you just out in general on him or i don't no i I, dude i I would draft anybody i mean there's there's tons of guys that i don't like but at some point everybody becomes a value right And, and and let's not pretend like Sean Payton hasn't made multiple running backs viable in the same year. Think about yeah. Alvin Kamara's rookie year. Him yeah. and Mark Ingram were both like top 15 running backs in PPR. There's right. more than enough meat on the bone in his offense. And I think he really may want to take the ball out of, out of Russell Wilson's hands a little bit this year. Yeah. Same thing with Sean McVay. How do you get an extra year or two out of, out of uh, Matt Stafford with his bad back? You know, Quick like stuff, what? screens. Quick stuff, screens, you get the ball to the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could see the Rams really putting a lot of their their because you know they got him to come back. And this is a Colin Cowherd theory, but I think it holds water. And and it's you know, Sean McVay came back because I think he's gonna have more say in the personnel, more say in the offense. They let Allen Robinson go. It could be good for Van Jefferson, mm-hmm. but but I think they're gonna have to bring in some cheap guys and and Again, Sean Sean McVay is a very smart offensive mind. And I don't know that Cooper Cup's Cooper Cup without Sean McVay. Now, would he have been successful? Yeah, because he strikes me as the kind of cat that's always going to work hard and get sure. the job done. But I, I think there's a lot of opportunity in L.A. with the Rams, whereas I like I like your call with the Chargers and the, uh, um, you know, the backfill for Eckler there mm-hmm. in, in L.A., but – I mean, there is so much opportunity from targets and, and touches in the Rams because it's Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, and who? Skaronsky? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Skaronsky, Higgins? No, they got, a, I mean, Higgins? They got a, a decent amount of late picks. Um, so, yeah, and they've done a pretty good job in, in the later part of drafts uh, developing talent the Rams have. Uh, they, so. they do really. I mean, outside of the 2-2 Outwell pick, laugh laugh yeah. away, have a chuckle to yourself. Which they do have 2-2, uh, which they, I feel like at Maybe last year time. they started to kind of get them involved in a little bit. Maybe Baker was the 2-2 Atwell skeleton key to get that thing fired <laughs> up, baby. All right, man, g- give me a guy who's going to be overvalued. No, like no matter what he does or you know where he lands, he's going to be overvalued in rookie drafts. Hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't want to start a fight, but I mean, we'll feel free. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Hey, listen, I don't ever just, pretend I think like it's just I have because the of the answers. position. I think it's just because of the position, uh, but I, I'm not completely out on Will Levis. I would, just, he would have to slide down, down a little later for me, but I understand your position on him. I, I think that's, that's a, you know, that's a, 
I'm never ever gonna begrudge anybody for saying, "Hey, I'm I'm drafting the upside, and I don't think the floor is terribly low either." So you know, uh, for for me with Will Levis, I will tell you as a Colts fan, it's not because I'm a Colts fan, but it's because of Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. You yeah. know, he helped build an offense for not only Herbert. Jalen Hurts but and Justin Herbert. Yeah. So he doesn't have like one trick up his sleeve that this is the offense that we can that we can run and this is what we're going to have to do. You That's know, where can, I want Richardson he, to go so bad. Dude, I I, I don't think – so so I'm going to do a bad Joey Molinaro doing Jim Ursay. But this is the conversation I've, I've – so you heard the Peyton Manning quote the other day, right? Uh-uh. Or Peyton, 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 if you search Peyton Manning slash Will Levis on Twitter, it'll have this, this thing where Peyton Manning said, Will Levis looks like he was genetically engineered to play the quarterback position. Yeah. And, and I think I could see Jim Ursay reading that or have someone read that to him. And he walks in Chris Ballard's office and he's like, uh, hey, Chris, man, uh, I, I, I know uh, I know we got a draft coming up. And uh, I don't know if you saw the Peyton comment, but uh, he seems to be really high on this Levis kid. And uh, I, I think that maybe should be the direction we go. I think that's a conversation. Yeah, I think that's a conversation. And that's not against Richardson. But let me ask you a question about Richardson. You seem to be very pro Richardson and mm-hmm. I'm not anti. If Lamar Jackson can go 32 overall in his draft class mm-hmm. and Justin Fields can fall to 11 overall in his draft class, mm-hmm. I just don't know how a GM can can honestly pull unless they just have like, hey, I missed it. I see something. I don't know how they can they can pull that trigger higher on those guys than they did on Justin Fields. And I know situation changes, you yeah. know, and I think Lamar was like the learning lesson. And then you can tack onto that. Jalen Hurts was the addendum to the learning lesson that was Lamar. So maybe that that's what is driving up Anthony Richardson's value. But from a, from a, a throwing the football, which is pretty important from the quarter, not, mm-hmm. not an athlete standpoint, but from an actual chucking the football, he is way behind what I saw Justin Fields coming out of college and Lamar coming out of college. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I, I quarterback is certainly my weakest position to to go scout, and I don't. I'm fifty fifty, brother. So I, I'm right there with you. I, I certainly don't spend an exorbitant amount of time doing so. I let the NFL draft kind of play out. I have an idea what these guys can do. I'm going to lean on running quarterbacks more than you know non running quarterbacks as far as fantasy goes. Uh, we had Matt Waldman on and, you know, I'm not taking his word for the gospel either. Um, but, and, and some other really smart film evaluator guys have, have all kind of come out and said, like, he's not the, the throwing of the football is, is, is not that far away. It, it's, it's, he does some really, really good things. There's some bad footwork issues with him. Um, but like he, Matt was kind of talking about how, his layering of the football and his understanding of where to go and his knowledge and his work ethic and all those kind of things are, are, are really top notch. And I don't have a great answer for you about why Justin Fields, you know, was kind of slipped, slipped down there. It seemed, I don't know, CJ Stroud seems to be experiencing kind of a similar uh, thing right now. Um, as far as, uh, you know, I will say this to add to what you're saying with, with the, the guest you have, I heard rich rebar on with, uh, Matt Kelly mm-hmm. and, and he was talking about how at Florida, he, who wasn't supported with great weapons and Anthony Richardson right. or great coaching. Mm-hmm. He's kind of been like a, like a self developed dude. He didn't take a lot of sacks. He didn't take a lot of right. negative plays. And, and, and that was something that, that, that gave me hope was yeah. like, you know, like, you know, 
for whatever you say about Justin Fields, whether you love him or hate him, 91 sacks in two years is a problem. Yeah. You know, you know, so, but Anthony Richardson doesn't seem to be that guy. I just, I think that Chris Ballard and Jim Ursay are not going to be the spot. I really, for Anthony Richardson's long term success, I really want him to land behind a Geno. Yeah. Behind even Jimmy Garoppolo. Fuck, we know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get hurt by week six. So the kid's going to see some time. I, I yeah. think I'm more concerned about, I, I think Josh McDaniel McDaniels is more like is is more like that guy that gets more out of a finished product, kind of like Kyle Shanahan. Right. I don't. Right, I don't right. think he's a developer. No. You know, I don't I, think he's going to develop. I, don't, I would not enjoy McDaniel's getting Anthony Richardson. Um, <laughs> that would. What about that Tennessee? Would, what about Tennessee? Let let him sit by because this is the last year for Tannehill. Sure. Tannehill seems to be a decent dude. You know, they'll have Traylon Fat. I mean, Traylon Burks. Um, they'll have um, a Conquo, the, the tight end, who's sure. getting a lot, of, getting a lot of steam in in tight end premium. Uh, you know, obviously Derrick Henry's there. I think he could be on the way out. That's been that's been rumored. What about that yeah. as a landing spot for I'm, him? I'm, like, let, let him fine. sit for a year. I'm fine with Tennessee. I don't I don't hate that again. Like like I said uh, when we were talking about places for Trey Lance, like they don't they do things differently there. And I like I like the I like the coach. I like their GM now. Um, I like I like Atlanta as well because they kind of come from that Tennessee. Um, I don't know how well Arthur Smith is at developing quarterbacks, but I think what you're saying has a lot of merit to it because it does def- certainly does lean towards what Anthony Richardson could certainly need um, coming into the league of, of being able to sit and having a good, a good mentor and a good, you know, team system around him that, that is good at developing quarterbacks. I don't know how many spots there are of that in the NFL at this point. Um, It doesn't seem like a ton, maybe Um, three or four. I mean, we mentioned Minnesota last year for Kirk Cousins. I mean, if he were to somehow slip to 20 with Detroit the last year behind. Yeah. So I love Jared Goff. You know, I I think that's another one. I don't know if Brad Johnson or whatever their offensive coordinator who elected to stay again for for a year. um, Ben, Ben Ben Johnson. Johnson, um, If he stays for another year, if that offense is great. But that that, again, I think the way that they're doing things and moving and I like their GM as well. Um, I, I think that's that's, you know a place that you could see some nice development. I think they're doing things the right way and a really good offensive line there too. Like Tennessee's offensive line uh, probably needs a little bit of a revamp here. Um, but Atlanta's offensive line seems to be like it's on the way up. I actually wouldn't mind if the Texans took him either and just let him sit for a year. Um, Texans at 12. Right. Texans, so how about this? Texans, they get him at 12. He falls to 12. They sign like a Carson Wentz guy. I know you can go ahead and get your chuckle on, but just sure, to, sure. You, 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 you sign a guy like that. He knows what his role is going to be. He comes in. He does the job. Maybe he gets hurt. He probably gets hurt because much like Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> he's like redheaded, less handsome Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. Yeah, much and less he, handsome. He, well, much less handsome for sure. But but he's less like a lot less likely to get in trouble in Houston than like say a James Harden. But mm-hmm. you know he he comes in and like he's that bridge guy. That's what his role is. What, yeah. what if he go? What if he goes to Tampa Bay? Let him sit behind a year behind Baker. Baker, sure. The, 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 there are spots that this guy can land. I just think as dynasty GMs, you, you got to be a little, you got to be a little patient. You got to well, have some we, vision. We know that that is pretty much the worst attribute of most dynasty, which is why guys like patient. us and our listeners do so well. 
because we we coach patients. We coach, you know, we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it's not fantasy with a rookie draft. It's not seasonal with a rookie draft. This is dynasty. We're in this right. for the long haul. I just got a lot of Jordan Love that just became available to me, like where I don't need him. I've got a league where literally I've got Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett, who I think could literally see significant time in Washington this year, Sam Darnold, and now I just got Jordan Love as a starter. So I have pieces yeah. I could I can move now because I'm willing to take these less sexy guys and just like sit on them for a while, and and then you can wind up like I don't know why more people aren't curious about Jordan Love. Hey, what would you take? Would you take the 111? Like I would offer you if I needed a quarterback, knowing that I wasn't going to get any of the big four. Sure. And I, why wouldn't I give you the one eleven for Jordan Love? I mean, fuck it. I mean, am I really going to be bummed that I'm that I'm not getting like Marvin Mims or Quentin Johnston or right? You know, someone like that. Just give me Jordan Love, and if it's for one year or two years, who cares? At least yeah. I took the big swing. I think you know, me and me and Big Co, who is one of our co-hosts over here, we we had an FFPC, and we had I think we had one three, one six, one eleven uh, coming into the the draft we currently own none of those picks anymore we traded them all for for veterans essentially i think we ended up with mark andrews cd lamb and jameson williams basically out of that and and not not for straight up that's we, good living there, there were other trades that we made what that does is it makes the rookie draft a whole lot less fun so not having 111 and having jordan love makes the rookie draft a whole lot less fun but again going back to what you started this whole thing with of of you know do I'm, I'm going to screw it up, but instead of going after what you, what you don't know, go with what you know, or, or whatever you, I don't know what the exact phrasing was there. Stop going with what you think. I mean, we have to get past the hubris of that. Our opinion matters. Mm -hmm. You know, Kyle Shanahan has yet to call my cell phone and say, Hey Memphis, what do you think about Trey Lance? <laughs> yeah. What? No one gives you shit. Yeah. I just want players that I know that are going to help me score points. Right. And, and something that I've, I've started to layer into my game is I started to layer it in looking at like good like draft guides, like you know, seasonal draft sheets and cheat sheets. And I'm looking at like, hey, who do they have as their sleepers? What's my exposure to those guys? Do I have because if they're a sleeper and they hit this time next year, they are worth more. Right. So these these are the this is these are the houses that you can buy up now in a neighborhood that you know is getting ready to get cleaned up by the city. They're going to add a shopping mall, and that's mm -hmm. going to drive property values up. That right. that's what that, that's what I'm looking to do. I'll get you out of here. One last question: Give me a small school guy. Well, I'm, give, I'm, give, good. Give, I'm good. Give me give me give me a small school guy that uh, that that's flying under the radar that that maybe you're looking at. Mm, I now, mean, I, I know James Robinson was a big hit. He had like an RB one season as an undrafted rookie. So we're not going to hold you to that. I don't, I don't think I really have a, a, a great sense of that, but I mean, uh, we we've had, um, Riley Bymaster on throughout the, the process. And he, he does oh, little... one of my nemesis, Mr. Oh. Bymaster. Oh, you guys nemesis is. Oh yeah, yes, sir. He has to live with the fact that we've been in trade addict seven for four years. I've won one trilogy. I've won three out of the four years. Okay. You know, it was um, a bummer that Cooper Cup got hurt once. What, what, what do you want Cooper Cup to do? He's not perfect. Right. Right. <laughs> well, he put me on to uh, Grant DeBose and, uh, from Charlotte. Um, and I, I, I think uh, there's a decent chance that I'll end up with a decent amount of him either as a UDF uh, undrafted free agent in, in a rookie draft or the, that fourth round pick. Now, 
I don't know where the draft capital is going to land with him, um, but it, it could throw my plan off a little bit. But he seems like an, a good fourth-round pick there. Bigger-bodied receiver. Those guys seem to be rising up the charts right now. The Tillmans and the Mingos and you know those bigger-body guys right now are kind of rising up. DeBose is a little bit bigger uh, framed fella. I saw Steve Smith singing his praises the other day. Um, so, you know, DeBose, I don't have a great running back uh, for you there. Like I said, I didn't dive. I did. Um, I think I'm, uh, have you, I'm have you done any work and I'm going to try to get this guy's name, right? I believe he went to Princeton. I'm, I'm looking at his player profile oh, um, card. Andre yeah. Isova, Ice, Isovas. The receiver. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I haven't done. I just saw the combine numbers. They were, they were really good. V- v- I mean, um, very good. Very comparable to Denzel Mims, six mm-hmm. foot three, two Oh five. He's a guy that, you know, in that fourth, fifth round that, you know, especially if he, you know, he, this is the kind of guy that we were talking about the Rams earlier. Let this dude wind up on the Rams. Right. You know, let, let him replace a Skaronsky. Skaronsky, you're being replaced. You're being <laughs> replaced by this uh, this Princeton kid. This monster. Yeah, he had a he really had a, fast. His college dominator rating was 40.5%. That's the 84th percentile. You yeah. know, he, bro- he broke out late. He broke out at like almost 22 years old. So he's like a full-grown man. He's 23. But, but I mean, th- that's the kind of guy that, that you know, I'm, I'm throwing darts on. Oh my guys! Yeah. Anybody else you got for us? Any undervalued guys? Anything else you want to uh, get um, in before we get out? For for me, I like uh, I like Hutchinson uh, from uh, Iowa State, um, and I, I like Tank Bigsby, who I think is is undervalued. Obviously, a, a, a bigger name, but I feel like he stays undervalued. And I like I like Chase Brown a good bit. Uh, I think I think Tank's being undervalued. I think I think he has a three down skill set. He's got the size, the stature. I think the receiving ability is underrated and and overlooked for some reason. Um, obviously, everybody likes really likes Hunter, so I feel like that's pushing Tank down a little bit. But you know, Tank was really good behind a bad offensive line, and and the receiving ability was was showcased fairly well last year, um, I thought. And then Hutchinson is just a just a really good player, good good blocker, good intermediate, just really quick, um, good on the play action. Uh, I think. I think Hutchinson's going to be a guy I have a lot of, and then Chase Brown, um, a little bit older for the running back position, but uh, obviously put up big numbers uh, at at uh, Illinois this past year. Not the most powerful guy, but but really fast, great on the second level, plus in the plus plus in the receiving game. Um, I know nobody really loves him for for whatever reason, but um, could be a guy I end up with a decent amount of exposure to. Who, who are your guys? Well, I, I, I like uh, I, I mentioned. Um... Uh, the guy, uh, the the guy Andre, Andre, the guy from from Princeton, Princeton. Mm-hmm. Ice of Us or whatever. I do like <laughs> Xavier Hutchinson. I, I I think that is a good call, you know. And, and I'll tell you why. If you go to player profiler, pull up his chart, and then pull up Michael Pittman, he's not quite the athlete that Michael Pittman is. But you're right, he is a good blocker. And what was one of the attributes the Colts, you know, looked at when they when they picked up Michael Pittman was that he was a good blocker. And yeah. Greg Cosell likes him. And for whatever you feel like about about uh you know film grinding mm-hmm. it has its place and you know what if if there's a film grinder out there that i'm into it's greg cosell because he sure. hits way he hits way i, I, I like johnny johnny mingo mm-hmm. like if you've seen the classic movie tombstone sure. i think i'm i think i'm gonna have a johnny instead of a johnny ringo i'm gonna have a johnny mingo drop and i'll <laughs> give you one that, that that i was falling for and then my buddy john sheps over at toilets of titles was at the senior bowl and said great things about him. Matt Kelly was at the Senior Bowl, said great things about him. 
heard TJ Hushmanzada. Hush is a dog. He mm-hmm. was uh, on with Doug Gottlieb, and Doug Gottlieb said, hey, give me a sleeper, and it's Michael Wilson. Big kid out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's another guy, and in on all the mock drafts, Cody Carpentier at Player Profiler does a great job of aggregating all the mock drafts, like you know Daniel Jeremiah and Zerline yeah, yeah. and Schrager, and, and 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 he you know pools all those. And Michael Wilson is a guy who's moving up, you know, actual NFL draft boards to where I'm not quite as ready to call him because he he has some of those attributes that I liked about Terry McLaren and I liked about Cooper Cup. Went to the Senior Bowl, showed real well at the Senior Bowl. Cooper Cup went 69 overall, nice. And then nice. you know, and then uh, Terry McLaren went 76. He's the kind of guy who could go in that range, that 70 to 80 range in the NFL draft. And if he again, I don't. I hate to continue to badger the Rams, but maybe he winds up on the Rams or a team that really needs like a solid number two. Yeah, that, that's what I want. I want him to go be like a number two behind a guy for like maybe. I love this mentor program. Apparently, you know, it's it's Memphis's <laughs> NFL mentor program. Yeah, but you know, nobody nobody likes that shit. They're like, if you can't get on the field and produce right away, then you're trash. Exactly. <laughs> Some sometimes you have to ask yourself why. Uh, Jaden Reed. I've heard good things about yeah. Jaden Reed. And then on, uh, on Wilson, real quick, um, uh, Matt Waldman had him in his top ten of wide receivers. So you know that's not the worst company to be in with with those couple of guys that you mentioned who like Wilson. Uh, and then and then finally, I like Dwayne McBride. Yeah, Dwayne McBride, UAB. I think if you take that B off of it, it was just University of Alabama and not University of Alabama. Birmingham, mm-hmm. he could be a lot of people's RB2s. He kind of, I, I, I'll tell you this. I know you mentioned you like Tank Bigsby. I think at value, like at where you'll get these guys in the, and, and the NFL draft is going to clean a lot of this up for us, sure. to be quite honest. But where I think Tank Bigsby will go in this draft versus where Dwayne McBride will go in this draft, I would rather have Dwayne McBride, just to, just to be quite honest. Yeah, um, I, I, mean, I, I don't. I, I just because I, I think I'm going to get him around later or a half around later, and he's like the kind of guy that you'll be able to trade into like the three ten in a super yeah. flex league, and you'll be able to pick up Dwayne McBride, most, and, and he's got likely. tremendous upside. And I know Mel Kuyper's been singing his praises for a while. Maybe he's the guy that the end. if McBride ends up being in that in that second third round for some reason in the actual draft, maybe he goes up to the top of the third end of the second around where Bigsby is. But no, I, I mostly agree on McBride. A little bit of a fumbling issue, but I think that's so coachable. I don't even worry about it. And, you know, the thing that always kills me is, is you know, he's got, you know, five career catches or three career catches or whatever. Yeah, but, I told you know, I told Jerry Kenneth Walker ruined that for me, right? That was the yeah, Kenneth Walker the whole, narrative last sure. week. And then, then and all I, of a sudden said, he's catching that's football. That's so dumb. Right. I mean, it's just – I just – there is very few of those guys who are that good of athletes. And I, I don't, I don't think that McBride's on Kenneth Walker's level. I, I wouldn't say, but still a really good pure runner. I just can't fathom that those guys can't catch the ball. If they want to work and work hard and go to practice and get on the jugs machine and catch extra patch, extra passes from whoever their quarterback is or backup quarterback is or whatever. Like there's no way you're telling me that Dwayne McBride can't fucking catch passes. Like it just has to show some ability. And then all of a sudden the Seahawks, guess what? They, they started being like, all right, well, a couple of these games, Kenneth Walker wasn't running the ball so well, or we we're, we're getting stuffed running the ball. So we started throwing it to him and all of a sudden things really opened up for us. Like, Oh shit, this guy can catch the ball just because he had career. That's just, I just, 
again, I think that's where analytics goes too far. Just because they didn't doesn't mean they can't. Like you still have to have somebody willing to do to to feature them a little bit in that in that role, which certainly can can play into some of that. But well, you that's know, why think- running back coaches make mid six figures. Maybe some of them make seven figures. I'm not asking you to make this guy Christian McCaffrey. Right. right. Can you can you make you know catch some dump downs? And, and and then sometimes people have like revisionist history. It's like you know I keep hearing this thing that Miles Sanders isn't a pass catcher. I'm like, did, did, did you forget his rookie year? Yeah, where, where he literally had 63 targets and 50 catches. Yeah, he's and then all of a sudden, a he 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 lost the guy who was throwing the checkdowns and Carson Wentz, and he spent the next two and a half years with a uh, running quarterback with, with, with a running they're quarterback. Rest, they're going to run and, and stole all of his all of his goal line work. So, right. man, we're we're right up against it, and yeah. I, I'm a, I'm on a, a hard out myself. Sure. But man, what's going on? So you said you're you guys are gonna you're your patrons. This is this is the beautiful part about patrons. Patreon.com and patreon.com forward slash the FF Dynasty. Check those guys out. You said your patrons are putting something together for you all on draft night, and you guys are gonna hang out and do a little uh draft watch and fellowshipping. Yeah. So on Thursday, one of the patrons put together a little Discord hang that, that'll be with video, and then Friday we'll we'll uh we'll take the reins and probably do it. Uh, through Streamyard or something, and and if there's multiple people, multiple things, we'll set up multiple rooms. But uh, yeah, just gonna hang, hang with the people. There's so much. There's so many people doing so many things on that night that I just like to to hang out with 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 the boys and uh, take it in, and then you know we'll get on on our grind and grizzly after that, putting content out for the public. But definitely want to hang out with the Patreons for uh, that process. A hundred percent. I'll be in the group chat. I have a a standing commitment on Thursday night, so I probably won't get home till nine nine thirty. But I'll be in our patron group chat. We'll be talking about you know what's going on. Uh, I, I I'm looking forward to some like some some shocking stuff. So I'm I'm just looking forward to to like the sure. the, the, the the big shock moments and the main moment of the uh, draft. Absolutely. I I, <laughs> I I I I I want like chaos. Like yeah. you know, it's it's been rumored that Bijan could go to Atlanta. Yeah. You know, you think Arthur Arthur Bl- uh, Smith blanks the owner, Smith's the head coach. You think he's established a run already? Yeah. He's going to establish it and establish it some more if he winds up with Bijan Robinson. For sure. You know, Kyle Pitts GMs will be uh will be some sad some sad people, but man, I'm I'm definitely glad you came on. You and I will be mixing it up Saturday evening in our, in our first rookie. It'll, it'll be sure. it'll be one of our first. Now yeah. our patron leagues, Neil, our admin, Neil, Aussie Neil, by way of Scotland, by the way, which is Ooh. an awesome combination. Yeah, you know he'll he'll have patron one. He'll have like the the clock running probably. You know if I tell him that like Tyler has the UDPL starting at like seven p.m. Eastern. Neil's the kind of guy that will start patron one at like 655. <laughs> he will not be outdone. He will not yeah. be undersold. So I'll be drafting. And then on Sunday on the player profiler feed, Jerry and I will be given our uh, post-draft reactions nice. uh, over there on, on YouTube. And then, you know, I'll share a little bit. Hey, you know, it's great that we've had all this mock data and this mock ADP the last, you know, three or four months. But now th- these are live rounds we're throwing down range. I mean, we're for sure. People are people in real leagues with with real dynasty experience are putting real ADP on the board, and it will be great to see the immediate feedback of, hey, this is where this guy went, and this is what he's worth. Right, right. And this is where he's going, and and, and maybe I'll get lucky, and there'll be like someone pushed up into that top eleven that I don't hate. Like I would love Quentin Johnston 
to go like 109 to somebody, please let that happen so that I can get one of these 10 guys that I, I really like. But man, I, I'm really grateful you stopped by. You gave me a lot of your time and yeah, man, I, I love it. the conversation. I got to get me back too. over there with you guys. Like I can bring yeah. my pink lights. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, after the draft, we're, we're, we're scheduled out for about two weeks, but we'll, we'll, we'll get you right. I, on I, 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 I'm free any nights, but, uh, but Sundays and Mondays, man, I, I try to get on with a guest cause Jerry's yeah. the working man. You yeah. know, he's out there uh, paying the bills, you know, and uh, Sundays we record, but man, I'd love to have you on again. Have you come on the, the Sunday stream or just uh, whatever, man, but it's always great to catch up with you. You're one of my absolute favorites and a, a very worthy league mate in your own right. <laughs> Likewise, man, much appreciated. Uh, and we definitely got to uh, try to do this uh, at least a few times a year. So a couple, we, we got to like quarterly, like you yeah. pay your taxes and <laughs> we jump on a podcast with, yeah. with, with each other, but man, please do me a favor guys. So, uh, obviously, we've mentioned the Patreon, but the freest way, the 100% freest way to support us, the guys at the FF Dynasty, any content creator really is subscribing to their YouTube channel, liking videos, commenting on videos, jumping on live streams. That costs you $0, yeah. $0.0. And, and as a guy who's grown exponentially, which Casey and the gang over at the FF Dynasty can tell you, it, it goes a long way toward helping them on the back end that doesn't impact you at all. So subscribe. I need you guys to go over, go to their, go not, maybe go to the YouTube channel and say, "Hey, I saw you on the Dynasty Warzone." That way, he it lets him know that this uh, conversation was worthwhile. Hey, you know what? He, it he was worthwhile. Some, well, look at you. You are a sweetheart. But listen, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get Casey out of here. But uh, on behalf of that man, you can follow him on Twitter if you want to. He's he actually focuses. Uh, I used to work with a guy who used to say, "Dig where there's taters." You know, you, you, you dig, you dig where there's taters. You're not out there spending too much time on Twitter, but if you're on Twitter and you want to sure. follow him, he's at, I, uh, is it, uh, I am C Myers. I am C Myers. Yeah. I am C Myers. The show's the FF dynasty. You, you yeah. co-host it with uh big co. Big and of co, course, Jay, Jay Wayne. Wayne out there, video editing his ass off. Matt Foreman is uh, on the show. Matt Foreman, uh, good yeah. friends with Riley Bymaster, my nemesis. Tell him mm -hmm. I said hello. Nemesis but, by proxy. Uh, well, um, you know, it's just, it just I, I, it's um it's like that good natured big brother ribbing. You know, <laughs> like when you you have a, you have a younger sibling at all. I have two younger I'm the, brothers. I'm the youngest. Oh, so you 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 were the one that we like we put in a headlock and gave mm -hmm. the noogie. You know, yeah. just just big brother him a little yeah. bit. I, I, I like <laughs> Riley. He's a good kid. Um, yeah. Uh. Very nice young man, but you know, got a big brother a little bit. That's sure. kind of my role in the Trade Addict Seven League. But uh, on behalf of Casey, I am Memphis. Enjoy the draft, guys. There'll be another Dynasty War Zone on Wednesday. Should be a Dynasty War Games on Thursday. We'll we'll create some kind of madness to get on. Maybe I'm just going to hop in Casey's patron chat. Hell, I, I don't even know. But until then, uh, but until then, we'll catch you next time. And remember, we're just trying to make the world a better place for Dynasty fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon. Thank you, guys. Well, Mr. Myers. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one -on -one advice. 
personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak